0: It is football season. Players are officially in training camp and today we are talking about the best division in all of football. Uh, I see some people scoffing so we'll talk about that in a second but uh, this might be undoubtedly the best offenses in all of football uh, in this division. Um, But this is a loaded division. Uh, I think there are four teams that could win in several other divisions, including... The, I think every one of these teams could win in the NFC East. Uh, but today we are talking the NFC West, uh, one of the most embattled divisions in terms of... This is, this is a division that constantly changes hands. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on this division and, and anything that jumps out at you just, just coming out the gates?
1: live live in this division for fantasy just you, you don't even have to leave this division and you will have an extremely good fantasy team uh up, up and down your roster quarterback running back wide receiver tight end doesn't matter this this division is fantasy packed. i'm so excited for this uh
2: you know, back in college we used to do our uh, our madden franchises franchises where we'd all pick a team from uh, one division so we'd play each other twice um and nfc west is where i just showed complete dominance uh, with who's got another darling team of mine, the Arizona Cardinals. Um, very surprising off season. I think the their draft um, and some signings really confused everybody. They have like 18 receivers, uh, most past their prime, but they've got a lot of young and old pieces on both sides
3: of the ball. And I'm, I'll be excited to dig into them here shortly. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely an interesting division. And in the fact that, I mean, from my perspective, Um, a few things could go right or wrong for any one of these teams. And I could see all four teams winning the the division. Um, All of them are really strong in areas. All of them have probably one or two really vulnerable spots. Um, I know we'll go more into those. Yeah. I mean, all four of these teams could make the playoffs. Yep. Flat out. Like,
0: you know what I find really fascinating about this division is every single one of these teams has had their time in the sun over the last couple decades. Um it's it's really all these organizations have been at the at the top of their game in the last 11 years. Uh dating back to 2019, every single one of these teams has made a Super Bowl appearance. I don't think there's a single division in the NFL that you can say that about. Um so these have been some really high class organizations and especially with the Rams, you know, moving from St. Louis to LA and really not skipping a beat. Um this is a top notch division in terms of just organizations and the way that they go about their business. Every single year we're talking about this division and you guys might disagree, that I, I think this is far and away the best division in the NFL. Um, the only division I, I really think even comes close is really the AFC North. Uh, but um, so let's talk about it. Uh, where, where would you guys like to start out? What team?
2: You guys just want to go with uh, who I presume we all assume is going to the, win the division. Is that hey, the we'll, start with,
1: we'll start with Matt Stafford. Let's go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think he was going to go a different way with that.
2: No, yeah. no, no. I will be a little realistic here. Um, obviously, we, we've talked about how fantastic the Rams um, are. So, just so many great pieces. And I, I think they, um, you know, obviously, I'm still going to be heartbroken over Cam Akers. We've all talked about that. Um but I think the thing I'm most excited about with this team is Matt Stafford actually kind of being with a team. Like he's obviously had to, he's thrown for a ton of yards and done a lot of things, battled through injuries, but how fucking bad have been have those Lions teams been for like most of his career? Uh so this this is really like a season for him to not just show off like his arm talent, but to like give him a chance to, you know, maybe take that leap forward where people can see like what a what kind of a quarterback he can be when he's not you know, running like a chicken with his head cut off. He went to high school with Clayton Kershaw, in case you guys didn't yeah. know.
1: Let, let, me, let, me throw some, <laughs> let me throw some numbers here. Thanks, um, back. The 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 Rams last year were 16th in offense, 22nd in points per game, and 26th in passing touchdowns. All of that is going to improve so much. And then when you pair that up with number one in points allowed, Number one in passing yards allowed and number three in rushing yards allowed. it's the number one defense in the league, right? so you're, you're gonna a drastically improved offense with the number one defense in the league. I mean this this team this team is probably not going to get to you know that 14-15 wins like I, some teams who play in lesser divisions just because as you guys said, all the this, this conference is or this division is pretty deep, but I mean I still think I mean the over unders at 10 and a half. I'm taking way over. This team gets to 12 wins.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I like it. The the only thing that really sucks, um, you know, and I think kind of tightens the pack a little bit because otherwise these guys are kind of my head and shoulder favorite. Uh, is the Cam Akers injury? I don't know what they're going to do at running back. Um, they have really shown an aversion to Henderson for some reason, even though I think he could be a predominant guy. Funk but, after funk. But it's such a it's such a good roster. It, it just top the to, top the to bottom, um, and just an absolute dominant force. You have to game plan for and Aaron Donald. Yeah, when, you, when you're
2: talking about having the uh, the number one player at their position at two positions on your defense. Yeah, uh, you know we talked about Jalen Ramsey earlier, and uh, for those who uh, have been sleeping under a rock, Aaron Donald beat he, like he's. One of the best defend, defenders we've a, actually ever seen in our lifetime, but like all, ever, got, I think he's got three defensive NFL, NFL MVPs, which is right on par with uh, like Lawrence Taylor. No one's got more,
3: except for that yeah, dumbass who I mean, had up as a fourth best <laughs> interior d- defensive lineman. I, don't, I can't remember what article that was, but whoever, yeah. if you somehow stumble across this, you're the dumbest fucking person I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's just a lot Um, of interesting storylines that are going to play themselves out uh, with the Rams. Um, You know, uh, Brandon, you were really vocal, uh, I think, a couple weeks ago about saying, you know, how long is it going to take Dak Prescott to get at, you know, adequate or comfortable with the offense after being injured? how long is it going to take Stafford to potentially get comfortable with the Rams offense, you know, going into this year? It's a completely different offense. He's playing for a completely different team. He's going from Detroit to LA people. This is like the Beverly Hillbillies like going out to fucking Los Angeles on top of a car. Stafford's like, man, nobody's ever asked me of anything. Nobody's ever asked anything of me for my entire fucking career. Now I'm going to LA. This is going to work out
3: well. I I think it has a lot to do, though, with with the staff, too. I mean, I don't have any confidence in the Cowboy staff. I think McCarthy's garbage. So a lot of that, you know, it's it's a partnership when it comes to the quarterback getting acclimated. I have the utmost confidence in McVay making this as easy as possible yeah. for him. Well, let me just finish this point on on Stafford. So, about him.
0: Stafford has literally never been asked of anything his entire career. He The guy made the playoffs twice and is somehow considered a borderline Hall of Famer. Now he's going to LA where he has all the pieces to do everything. I just question whether or not this pressure adds up for uh, Stafford, because this is literally a guy, he he can go out and be like, whoopsie-daisy, I play for the Lions every single year. Hasn't passed for 30 touchdowns in five seasons. If he doesn't pass for 30 touchdowns this year, what do we think of that? You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 gonna be an interesting scenario playing out just because of the expectations for Stafford, who has never been asked of any of this. He, he he has to be the guy this year or he is gonna be under so much scrutiny with the LA media, it's it could potentially be a lot
2: of pressure for him. And see, I, I that's kind of what I was kind of touching with and and I agree. It's like if if he doesn't deliver, then you know, maybe we at times overlooked pieces because of the arm talent and because of the lack of pieces so for me it's it's really like a make or break on where i would view stafford um he he just has to deliver because if not then you know maybe he just racked up a lot of
3: numbers uh because the lions were so bad i mean i hate to do this because it's a it's a joke and it's it's a cliche and we make fun of it but is there something to be said with your high school teammate, best friend that you've helped, you know, you've vacationed with raised children with being kind of royalty in that city. And when it comes to settling into a new city as big as LA, I mean, I think Kershaw is going to show him the ropes to a degree. Who's who's, so,
0: who's Kurt and Clayton, or who's Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: so I, I think that could take some of the pressure off of him. Um, and, and these guys live in bubbles. I mean, he's still, he's professional. He's he's played. He still plays quarterback in the NFL. Have you been to L.A.? Have I been to L.A.? Yes. Yes. All the bubbles so, are
4: touching each other. Sean McVay, Sean McVay is doing uh, a 10-part 10, 10 series at uh, over at the Ringer uh, called Flying Coach where he's interviewing a ton of other coaches and stuff like that and just talking a lot of football. Uh, and he can't help himself, but talk about how much he loves Matt Stafford and how much of an improvement he is over Jared Goff talking about how much he understands the offense. He's like, Oh, if I call something wrong, Stafford can actually change it at the line of scrimmage. And I don't have to like tell him exactly what to do. So I'm pretty sure he's going to adapt just fine to being out there playing for the Rams. Um, This is an offense that I think is is really good. If this team has any slight weakness, it's their safeties because they lost both of them them. um, in the offseason. So, uh, I mean, there's a potential option. Maybe you can throw on them if you can, you know, sacrifice somebody to Jalen Ramsey and then just pick the rest of their secondary apart, maybe, in the short amount of time that you'll have to do it when you're not bearing down from all that pass rush that they have going. But let's be real. This team is definitely, uh, I mean, barring an a, a catastrophic injury to like one of the most important players on their team. Um, this is, a, this is easily going to be a team that exceeds that 10 and a half win total.
0: Anyone, also, anyone call the under.
2: No, but I, but I do have an over under question for you and the number is going to be 12. Is it going to be over under 12 pounds that Matthew, Matthew Stafford gains while finally getting to enjoy Thanksgiving and not playing, uh, playing on the day. <laughs> um, that's,
1: that's pretty yeah, I'm in the over. The guy looks well, like that can, he,
2: well, I, honestly,
0: I I don't know, man. If, what's the first thing you're doing after another Detroit Lions Thanksgiving loss? I'm going home and fucking housing some turkey. So <laughs> he might actually lose weight as a
1: result. That is true. Going from the Midwest to the West Coast, I mean, it's mandatory. You got to lose like 10 pounds. I mean, because, you know, you can be a Midwest, you know, eight, but that turns into a
4: West Coast four real quick. <laughs> Who, who's your favorite wide receiver of this group? Because I think that's the biggest fantasy question. And where are your thoughts on Matthew
3: Stafford in terms of fantasy this year? I think those guys are so interchangeable. It really comes down to like who's Matt Stafford gel with first. Who's his third down guy? Uh, like, Robert Woods is uh, going to eat. I think. I think Woods and Cup are extremely ca- comparable in skill set and ability and, and everything. Uh, I think it really just comes down to like who does Stafford like more.
2: Well. I, I don't want to get trapped by Deshaun Jackson again, but you have to imagine he's going to have a couple long, deep balls from Stafford, and then he's going to get hurt for the rest of the season.
3: Did you guys? <laughs> did you guys ever see that series they used to do them back in, a couple years ago, where they would have like professionals go out and like pretend to be average Joes and like surprise camera? They did like Chris Bryant went to like some JUCO and just you know sound like J- Jared lightning. Goff as well. That's what to say. So Jared Goff does his at a JUCO. I'm like. He doesn't really look that out of place. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he just looks like another guy on this team. Till he <laughs> starts throwing the ball. This, yeah, this not, offense, not so much. You overthrew a couple guys. You you,
0: you plug me in that running back in this offense, I'm, I'm probably putting up 3.1 yards of carry. Like it, it's it's gonna just absolutely because it's it, they're gonna spread it out. Um, it's it's gonna be ultimate Sean McVay. If you listen to what Sean McVay. When he talks about Matthew Stafford, like if you don't see his hand in, in camera or waist yeah. down, he has his dick in his hand when he's talking about Matthew Stafford. Like he's never he's never dreamed about a quarterback this good. And when I say a quarterback this good, I mean better than Goff, which is twenty eight player <laughs> twenty eight quarterbacks in the league. So, like, it's, it really is, it's like, you know, you had, like, a fucking abusive, horrible girlfriend, and, like, any girl after you fucking break up with that girl is just going to look amazing after the fact. And Matthew Stafford, he really is, like, Sean McVay has admired this guy's entire career. If you don't know anything about Sean McVay, he is from Georgia, so he very much is is, was around Matthew Stafford. Even when he's growing up, they're almost the same age. It's kind of insane, like, it's, it's it's really interesting, and and when you watch Hard Knocks last year, you 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 saw the dichotomy of two organizations with the Chargers and the Rams, and everything you saw of the Rams. It's this crisp, clean, just well run organization like this. This could not be a better. Sean McVay is just an
4: absolute yeah. treasure. Also, Matt Stafford's not openly trying to pipe his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. So,
1: yeah. real quick, I want to throw some odds out here. Um, the Rams are six plus six fifty to make it to the Super Bowl to win the NFC. That's incredible! Like you pressure Brady up the middle, the Rams can do that. The Rams have shown that they can beat uh, Aaron in Green Bay. I love this plus six fifty to get to the Super Bowl for the L.A. Rams. Do you guys like that? I know, I know, yeah. I, know I know, Marcus, you're not a huge futures guy. But I mean that just seems like an incredible value For me who's I think the Rams are the third
3: Best team in the NFC though the Rams just Played New England uh, and I I Would say that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team right Now compare compares well to that New England team probably a little better And that was Aaron Donald Did extremely well Uh, New England only scored 10 points so I could definitely see them you know dethroning The Bucs in in an NFC championship game
0: Third best team in the NFC I'm very Confused you (laughs) that The two teams you have over them very curious. Yeah, and
1: Tampa Bay again I just think we talked we, we talked about it in a previous podcast. I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna go in a regular okay. season pack Tampa. So it, the the Bucks and the Packers are probably one two, but I, I think I think it's two or three between um Tampa Bay and uh and, and LA. I think I think uh I think Green Bay gets the number one seed just because Aaron's revenge tour.
0: Interesting. So we all have them over ten and a half wins. Um who doesn't have them winning the division? I don't. I don't either.
3: Wow. I do. I, I think they're, you know, they have, I still think they're the best coach in the, league, in the division. Um, second best quarterback, best interior line, best, best offensive defense. line, best wide receiver in core. Um, I, I just like him a lot.
0: So we got five people on the pod. We got Marcus, Derek, and Brandon taking them to win the division. Um, I don't want to go away from fantasy quite yet. Uh, it, obviously, the biggest injury of the offseason is uh, Cam Akers going down. Um, I was pretty vocal in one of our previous casts that I thought – that even if Cam Akers was healthy, he was going, he was destined to be a bust this year, just where he was being taken. Now we have Darrell Henderson coming in, who averaged four and a half yards a carry. A lot of people really like this guy coming out of college. Um, he was super productive when he was on the field last year. He comes into the 20th overall running back. Um, is that too low or too high for Darrell oh. Henderson? And what do you think about him in terms of fantasy value this year?
2: I, I think that would be high, but it, uh, is that after the update of Cam Akers? Yep. Yeah, still too high for me. Uh, he's wedged I,
0: between Miles Sanders and Josh Jacobs right now.
2: Yeah, give me Miles all day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's not that he's like a bad back, but there's nothing. Uh, he, he's really shown nothing to like separate himself to warrant becoming the horse. Um, and I think Cam Akers definitely did that towards the playoffs. And obviously there's always questions on, uh, Sean McVay and how he's going to utilize the running backs after being kind of spurned by Todd Gurley. But I, Henderson's definitely not the, uh, he just hasn't shown anything to warrant that high of a pick because he, he will be split in carries. He might lose the spot to Jake Funk by the time the season's
3: over. I, I think he's a dream number two back uh, because he's very well-rounded. He does everything above average, um, but he doesn't really exceed in either part of the game, either catching passes out of the backfield or running the ball. So I think they bring in somebody to eat the edges off of one of those two facets.
4: Yeah, I just don't think he can handle the workload, the no. full workload. Whereas I think that – makers, they were like, we can give him 200 plus touches and give Darrell Henderson, you know, another 100, 150, whatever, and we'd be fine. Um, so I don't I don't know that they, th- they feel like they can count on him for that many. Staying away from anyone in the Rams backfield. I don't care what the name is. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, if they sign Frank Gore or Adrian Peterson and you can get him super late, I would definitely take a flyer on one of those guys. Yeah, so
0: Darrell Henderson is just good enough that he's going to be a big part of the offense and just bad enough that the Rams are destined to cheat on the guy. Um, and you saw it last year. Darrell Henderson was super fucking productive when he played, like, like I just said. But yet they continuously go back to Malcolm Brown. Um, Camakers dealt with some. He was kind of dinged up at the beginning of the year, and then kind of Makers took over towards the end of the year. But you could tell, like Rams was just the Rams were just not ready to commit towards anybody. There are some decent names out in free agency. I feel like this is a relationship that is bound to not pan out. They're not. They're in other words, he's not going to be a guy that they're completely fucking uh, dedicated to the entire year. They have Todd Gurley. Duke Johnson, TJ Yeldon, Dion Lewis, Chris Thompson, LaShawn McCoy, Adrian Peterson, Frank Gore, Alfred Morris. There's a lot of interesting names. A lot of these guys, I think Chris Thompson could 100% be a name. He's a guy that, that, uh, who does Sean McVay like? He likes guys that can catch passes. Chris Thompson could definitely come in there. Dion Lewis. Uh, even T.J. Yeldon could be an interesting name for them to bring in. So I feel like Darrell Henderson is probably going to come out the gates and be super productive, and then he's going to shit the bed around Week Five when they grab somebody else and make him the guy.
1: I love Deion Lewis to that to the Rams. That is that is sexy. Yeah,
0: it's interesting for sure.
2: Does anyone else think this Ram uh, that the Rams defense is going to hurt uh, uh, the the Red Rock, the Red Rider over there and have Justin Fields in? Is, it, is he going to knock Andy Dalton out of the season? <laughs> out for the season
4: week one yeah be the
2: best thing to happen to the bears
0: all right so let's go from vegas's number one to vegas's number four we're gonna go against the grain here uh because we're gonna go to two of marcus's love and loves and pin them against each other the arizona cardinals who as high as everybody is on the rams and pretty much everybody in this division uh there's a lot to be desired in terms of the cardinals so that Vegas has them at eight wins, which I think is exactly what they won last year. And this is with the 17-game schedule. Uh, if you look at the Cardinals on the surface level, beginning of last year, I think they started at 6-3. and three. They were hot as shit last year. I mean, this, this was a team that everyone was like, wow, Cliff Kingsbury might actually be the guy. Except for me in every podcast who was saying, this shit's all going to fucking come falling down. And sure enough, it did. But in this offseason, it's been a vaunted off season. Like there has been a lot of bad shit that's happened from their top players saying he might retire because of the vaccine mandates in the NFL to their best defender, Chandler Jones, and, and potentially being the biggest holdout in the NFL in the coming weeks. Um, there's a lot of off the field shit that's going on with the Cardinals. Vegas doesn't really like them. Does anybody
3: like them? Have you ever heard? I mean, I know you guys have heard of addition by subtraction. I think we have a little bit of subtraction by audition here. I think the fact that you have to put AJ Green on the field makes him a worse team. I think <laughs> I think AJ Green is absolutely washed. I think it's another mouth you have to try to feed in an already crowded wide receiver room. They take Andy Isabella in and the third a couple years ago, and they just haven't found a dominant role for that guy. And he has he has skills. He has an asset. Dude's fast as fuck. Plays the slot really well. Oversized slot receiver. Um I just don't. I just don't see it here. I think Chase Evans will be really relevant in fantasy. Um, but even look at like tight end, Max Williams does nothing for me. Darrell Daniels nothing for me. Ross Travis didn't even know he existed until two minutes ago. Um, offensive line gets better. Uh, Rodney Hudson was a steal. Huge. But there's so many question marks around that defense. Can J.J. Watt play a full season? Is Chandler Jones going to still be there? Does Isaiah Simmons settle into his kind of rover middle linebacker role? Um, a lot of question marks.
1: Yeah, this team looks like there's a bad fantasy manager making these decisions, right? Like, they didn't need a wide receiver. They went out and got a wide receiver. They didn't need J.J. Watt. They went out and got J.J. Watt. Like, what they needed, they didn't need a wide receiver. They go and draft Rondale Moore. Like, I don't get any of their moves. I mean, other than the the Rodney Hudson um, signing. Like, I don't get any of what they're doing. It just looks like such mismanagement. Um, of a roster, um, again, I I feel I've said this for every preview pod. I love their individual parts, but as a team, this team kind of stinks.
3: And most importantly, I just don't like. You look at this team as like, man, it's kind of a mismatch of parts. I don't see on paper what their game plan identity is going to be. And then you're like, okay, well, who's orchestrating this fucking nightmare? And it's Cliff Kingsbury, <laughs> and he's not going to do it. Like he's not going to get it done.
1: So I, I want to go back there so, to that exact point. I mean, <laughs> Drew was just like, oh, you know, I mean, is Matt Stafford going to get, a you know, accumulated? How are they going to figure out the backfield? Well, the answer is McVeigh. You have
4: similar questions in Arizona. The answer isn't Klinger Kingsbury. So, I mean, I think that this offense is definitely going to be pretty pass happy. Um, you're going to see a lot of Kyler running around. I think the biggest drop off that Cardinals had last year was when Kyler got hurt. Uh, now, obviously, if he's running around a lot, there's a very high likelihood that he gets hurt again. Um, I'm not sold on their backup quarterback situation, um, you, but you this a offensive line
3: Montoya guy in 2021,
4: their offensive line should be improved with the addition of Rodney Hudson. Um, that'll help their pass blocking quite a bit. Uh, I think their front seven they added to that with, you know, J.J. Watt and uh, drafting Zayvon Collins, stuff like that. So that should help their corners are a little bit. You know, there's there's some question mark there. There's some young guys, um, but that's going to take some development time. So there's they're still probably a team that's a, that's definitely a, a year away defensively, in my opinion. Um, but I definitely think that they're going to put up a ton of fantasy points, uh, especially in that pass offense, because Chase Edmonds and James Conner, and that that's kind of it in the running back room.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of split on the two-three finish, but just as a big fuck you. I'm going to take the card. The Cardinals are going to finish second here, um, and I think it's going to probably be at the nine and seven mark. It's going to they're going to be flirting with five Ninety-eight. They're, they're going to be a, they're a fun team. Um, Isaiah Simmons started playing some better ball as the season went on. Like I said, he was the steal of the draft last year. He's only going to continue to get better. Uh, DK Metcalf won't be hawking down Buda Baker, so those memes are going to be long gone. Uh, it's just gonna they're they're just gonna be a fun, surprising team, and I, I always like
4: watching them. So you know, I actually have the over on them too. Um because I do think that defense gels a little bit best back half of the year. Um but they're out of uh so the NFC West is playing the NFC North and AFC South, just uh so that everyone knows out there, which the AFC South is, you know, there's some there's okay teams, but there's also some trash in that division. Uh, and then the NFC North, is it's pretty good, but there's still, you know, there's a few bottom feeders in there too. Um, their extra game is the Browns, so everyone's playing a team from the AFC North. It's, it's a top 10 hard schedule. It's a hard schedule. I think with maybe an easier schedule,
1: um, they, they may be above that number. I have them at 7 and 10. I think their two final games are, are real big swing games. Um, they, they play the Cowboys on the Road, which I think is pretty man, maybe the Cowboys are a little bit better, but it's, it's close to even and then they have a home game against Seattle. I think those are going to be the two swing
4: games um, to them going nine and eight or um, seven dark, and nine or ten and seven. So, so Warren Sharp has it as the ninth hardest schedule um, yep. in, in football.
0: It's a tough schedule. I also have the Cardinals at the over, but nine wins no longer gets gets you in the playoffs, folks. I don't know know who needs to hear this, but we're playing 17 games now. You're pretty much going to have to win 10 games to be in. Um, I could see them being weirdly competitive just because of how good Kyler Murray is, and that defense is good. Like Let's say Chandler Jones does come back and play um they is a really talented linebacking core like a really there's a lot of talent to be had on this defense it's a really talented overall roster but I like what Derek said um subtraction by addition they bring in AJ Green like if I'm Cliff Kingsbury and I'm one of his consultants and you're trying to like get promoted into his offense because he will probably get an extension after they win nine wins Games this year, and they're like Cliff. You just want you just had your first winning season of your entire career, including college. Let's give you another seven years on this organization. But what I if if you want to talk like actual Cliff Kingsbury football, here's what you do. You go to Cliff and you go, dude. We have no running backs. We have too many wide receivers. Here what I Here's what I think we should do. Let's bring in either Larry Fitzgerald or Julian Edelman or Danny Amendola or let's say Dez Bryant or I don't know, Golden Tate, like one of these big names, like, like guys you would draft in your, let's say, 2017 fantasy draft. Uh, <laughs> let's bring in these names and...
4: If we can just get enough wide receivers, Cliff, I think we can fucking win it all. It just doesn't yeah, make sense. So, I mean, no Larry Fitzgerald on this roster at this point. Did he officially retire? Did I miss something? Des Bryant will be brought in by week six unsigned. into this
0: organization. You heard it here first. They're going to be like, A.J. Green, Green isn't panning out. We need a fresh name. Let's bring in Dez. <laughs>
3: the knif- they're, they're, they're weak at tight end. Maybe they bring in Fitz to a play a little tight end kelvin benjamin he's
0: recently cut (laughs) so let's 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 talk a little fantasy uh so you know with all this you still cannot deny kyler murray is a fant, just a fantastic player he's gonna get a lot of chances um all right let's say you're on the board right now you got josh allen kyler murray and lamar jackson who are you taking
2: josh allen josh allen i think i gotta go kyler um uh, for me it's hard with Josh Allen cuz the defense is a little bit better but the, the division's a little weaker but man Kyler's just so he's just so explosive and he just racks up rushing yards and more rushing touchdowns. Um I think that unless mm. I, th- I think unless Josh Allen starts to have some turnovers he'll probably be moving a little bit less with his feet especially as you get closer to the end zone.
4: I think that Josh Allen is is their goal line back, so that's the thing about the rushing touchdowns. He's still going to get plenty of them, Um, and he can run a little bit. I don't think they're they're not going to try to run him as much as Kyler is. Um, The thing about Kyler that uh, that concerns me is the injury factor. Like there's still a greater chance of injury for Kyler than there is for Josh Allen. So because of that, I would still take Allen over Kyler at this point.
0: So I just named uh, three guys. Two guys on there not named Kyler Murray I'm 100% taking. And then I'll also tell you the other guys I'm taking over Kyler Murray. I'm also taking Dak Prescott. I'm also taking Russell Wilson. And I'm debating taking Justin Herbert. The, the, this is how down on Kyler Murray I am, and, and here's why. What we saw at the end of last year is what I think we might see as a trend for Kyler Murray. His body started to break down towards the end of the last year. He was not... the. He was not in full condition towards the end of last year. He was electric through the first ten weeks of last year, and then he had that shoulder issue. He fell down. He's a tiny little midget man, folks. So
3: this it, this isn't a guy where it's like okay, Lamar gives you that that ability to run down the field. Cam Newton used to be a goal line running back. He's not one of those guys that make needs speed to be a dynamic down the field pickup yardage guy. This guy needs mobility just to throw the football. Yeah, for like, sure. He needs to, he needs to move around just to get a throwing lane to see through. Yep. So if he, if he can't like he, he's not even effective as a passer. It, it worries
0: me. Like if they have any issues with the offensive line, like I'm, t- I'm sorry. I'm definitely going Dak Prescott and Russell
4: Wilson over him. 100%. It's
1: Kelvin just Beecham's not any good. I mean, I don't well, love their tackles. What,
4: what do you think about their running game? Like is chase Edmonds, a guy that like,
3: I, I'm like completely Edmonds avoiding. Leader. I think he's no, really good. I like yeah. chase Edmonds a lot. And he showed up to camp. He, have you seen him? His camp photos? No, so he put on five pounds, uh, fifteen of its muscle. <laughs> like he he <laughs> he lost some fat. He he's he's beefy. He looks good. Yeah. Hey,
1: guys, you're missing a big point here. Running backs don't matter on seven on seven. So that's that's That can, goes to the other
3: he, point. But he can catch the ball in the backfield. This is he, I love yeah, it. I like him.
4: He yeah. can. Um, what about the wide receivers? Because uh, I mean, you've got. I've fancy pros says Hopkins has ten overall. Uh, Fourth wide receiver off the board, AJ Green at 205 overall. Uh, the, the other three are kind of clustered together. AJ Green's 205 overall, 76 wide receiver off the board. Christian Kirk is 163, 63rd wide receiver off the board. And Rondale Moore uh, out of Purdue, uh, rookie, <laughs> 194, wide receiver 74. So they actually have him going above AJ Green. Uh, and he's, you know, right now probably slide to be the fourth wide receiver. So I actually really
0: like Rondell Moore. And if they didn't bring in A.J. Green, I would I would actually really, really, really like him. But it's such a crowded room. The only guy to own in, in this offense, for me, out, out of the gates, the only guy you can trust in is DeAndre Hopkins.
3: Any, anything I mean, else to me is like a 14th round lotto ticket.
4: Well, yeah. yeah. And if you're taking a 14th round lotto ticket, who are you taking?
3: Rondell um, Moore. For yeah. me, it's either Moore or Kirk. James Conner.
2: He's back to where he belongs as the backup running back. Uh, he's still going to snag some fantasy points, but he's just not the guy. But you're talking about a late flyer. Uh, he's coming. He's coming on my team, boys.
1: It's true. So James it's- Connor's better than Kenyon Drake. That's for yeah, sure. Absolutely. And and, and 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 look what Kenyon. I mean, Kenyon Drake had a you know he was RB and RB two, beginning RB three. So I think James Connor's a low end RB two. I mean. Yeah, I mean, you just
2: don't sleep on him. If we know one thing about him, he he knows how to uh, drop off and catch little dump dink and dunk passes. Even if they add up at five, six, seven yards at a time, which could
3: be very helpful for obviously Murray scrambling around. You know, I just want to see. Situations. I just want to see if they do the right thing and cut Andy Isabella and let him return to <laughs> New England, where he belongs, where, <laughs> where he belongs, where he should have went in the first fucking place, <laughs> and just let him flourish because they brought Rondell Moore. Like that's that's the Andy Isabella role. Like he's yeah. not. Like I'll, he's not going to get the any touches. I, I want to see someone
0: do now. a spoof. Like it's like the Brady Bunch, and it's Kyler Murray as like um <laughs> as like uh, Mrs. Mrs. Brady, and like all the wide receivers. Here's a story about a girl named Murray. and he's got like all the wide receivers
3: all around him. He's like,
0: who is he going to fucking throw to the season?
3: Dude, <laughs> <it's> such <a laughs> I, I like the idea of Andy Isabella getting cut and getting signed by Bill Belichick. And it's that stereotypical, like, cliche, him running across the meadow. And Bill Belichick's on the other side of the meadow, but he's not running. He's standing still because, like, Bill Belichick's not running for anybody. So, Isabelle is just <laughs> running across the meadow towards him. That's what I <laughs> need to see.
2: If 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 that were to ever happen, you should pick him up because the first game that he plays, he's going to return a punt for a touchdown, and he's going to have, like, four catches for 113 yards and two touchdowns. God, I need Probably. it. You mask guy, I need it. Yeah, I, honestly,
0: stay away from this wide receiving core. Make a few late flyers um, and 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 bet on talent one hundred percent. Rondell Moore, I, I think he's the only guy worth betting on. If, if you are going to like reach on a guy, reach on him because I really do think he's he's a big play guy. He's a guy that I think will come on pretty big towards the end of the year. Quite frankly, he's super talented.
4: I think they're going to move him around to kind of like Tyree Hill. They're going to just try to get him the ball in his hands in different ways. So agreed. Yeah. All right,
0: guys, let's go to the Seattle Seahawks. Um, So this is a team. uh, They're currently ranked by Vegas as the third in the division. Um, This is a team that has just constantly just been decaying ever since the Legion of Boom. The only guy really left standing is Russell Wilson. And, you know, you could argue Bobby Wagner, but he kind of came in later um, and has no Super Bowls with the team. Uh, Is is anybody bullish on this team? Is there something we're not seeing here um, they're not that much further behind uh, in, ter- in terms of Vegas odds. They're at 275 to the 49ers 190 and also the Rams 190. So that just shows the power of the quarterback in terms of Vegas predictions. Uh, Russell Wilson arguably had the best season of his entire career last year. Um, absolutely went off. Uh, had the closest he's ever had to an MVP campaign. Uh, did they do enough, though, to improve this team?
4: had a good four or five weeks. In a a short answer, no. Uh, So they bring in Gabe Jackson uh, from the Raiders because the Raiders are dumb and they decided to cut their offensive line. Um, And that's basically it. They spent their draft picks on wide receivers. and uh, I mean, they did bring in Gerald Everett, I guess, at tight end. But my biggest issue with this team is I don't really trust Pete Carroll to let the offense do what it needs to do in order to win these games. Their defense is not that great. They lost... Uh, their best corner, um, and their secondary was bad to begin with. The, I mean, they do get a full year of Carlos Dunlap theoretically, and if you know uh, Jamal Adams can stay healthy, that'll be useful. But this this defense to me is is got holes, and you are also in an, in, in a division where you've got at least two of the better play callers probably in the league uh, in McVeigh and um, Mc, McVay and Shanahan, and then you also have uh, you know pass happy cliff Kingsbury and your secondary is bad that's not a recipe for success in this division
3: in my opinion poor bobby wagner probably the best linebacker in the middle linebacker in the league and he's just floating in a sea of mediocrity Eh. you look around him and it's like i mean jamal adams is good but he's very much he needs to play in the box he needs to be rushing the passer he needs to be down and involved and i don't think teams are going to mind him playing in the box because they're going to be like awesome the rest of your secondary is trash yeah. I don't. I just don't think he aligns to what they're what they can do defensively. Um, Tyler Lockett's going to eat. That's your you know one of your fantasy guys. Metcalf's going to eat. That's a fantasy guy. Chris Carson, if he, as long as he stays healthy, I like him. Mm-hmm. But that's been the big problem with him. And Russell Wilson's going to do his thing. But yeah, you know, I'm not that impressed with Pete Carroll. I think his schtick's kind of run its course, and it always does. He's one of these raw, raw player coaches, and but he's a players' coach, and that runs its course. Guys don't want to be your friend. They want to win fucking games. They want to make money. They want to play in the playoffs. They want to go deep in the playoffs. Um, and, I like, buddy-buddy player coach loses its luster when you're 70. Like, nobody wants to be your friend.
1: So, I, I don't I want to call bullish because I think the I, – I wish it was either 9.5 or 10.5 because I have them at 10 wins. I have them second in this division – um, their only weakness is their secondary. That they did nothing. They actually lost Shaquille Griffin. Not that Shaquille Griffin was any good, but they they still lost. He was lost. their best corner.
4: He was exactly. their best corner, and they yeah, lost. He,
1: he was he was best of the worst. So that that's my thing. I, I like I like their offense a lot. I like I you know their offensive line got better. They upgraded the tight end. If their running backs can stay healthy, I love their offense. I love their entire D. De- I like their front seven. Um, I just hate their secondary. They might have the worst secondary. In all of you know in the entire league and what did I just get done saying this is a seven on seven division Um, they're going to get scored on a lot Um, I think this is gonna be a fun team to watch I have them at nine or ten wins so that's a really tough I have it slightly under but I think I like the Seahawks more than it sounds like the rest of you guys no I I like them I actually
0: like them a lot. Um, so I I, I like him. Have- I like him enough to win ten ten wins, which is yeah, better too. than most people have. Um, just because
4: Ru- Russ think-
3: wins two or three games a year, he, he shouldn't. Yeah. yeah, there's just so, no way around it. So they that.
4: do have the the eighth easiest schedule per Warren Sharp, and their extra game is the Steelers this year, which they're gonna lose, obviously. Yeah, that, that's do,
3: that's on the road in winter
2: in
4: Heinz
3: Do we own own Do we owe Warren Sharp royalties at this point? No, so I I feel mean, like it's just a useful. It's just a useful like metric. Like I'm just saying. I feel like
0: we've said his name like 30 times over
3: these. <laughs> yeah, so it, I'm it, sure. I'm sure he'd be happy about that.
0: <laughs> this this is a deeply flawed team, but we've seen Russell Wilson play with so many deeply flawed teams, right? It, it, it's, Worst it's, teams, it's, significantly
1: uh, worse teams,
0: way worse teams, and it's it's funny too because their secondary is so bad. It, it's it's so bad. They the best part of their secondary is a safety that's masquerading as a safety and is actually a linebacker. A guy that literally has more sacks in his career than he has interceptions by far. Um, <laughs> Jamal Adams plays up towards the line. Like, when are we actually just going to call what it is? This guy's not even a safety, really. He's a guy that it, it yeah. eventually drops back, but he plays up towards the line the majority of the time. He's a blitzing safety. Uh, he's a very unique player, but he's not a great cover safety. So um, it's an interesting team. Bobby Wagner, the former best middle linebacker in the league, and we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but he's still, not even the best in the division. Still, he's not even the best in the division, you're correct. No. Uh, and we'll it's talk like, about I guess, it in a second. No, maybe. Um, but they they have some interesting names still on defense. I think it could be just opportunistic enough on defense that they could be, and I still think this defense is going to fly. They have all the pieces on, on. or sorry, this offense is going to fly. Um, they have all the pieces, and uh, Russell Wilson at six in fantasy. I find that fascinating. I'm not taking Dak Prescott over Russell Wilson. There's no universe that I do that. Um, and he's ranked ahead of him in the majority of the rankings that I've seen him. Uh, so I find that very, very fascinating. Um, I'm not taking Kyler Murray over Russell Wilson. Hell, I'm not taking Lamar Jackson over Russell Wilson. So uh, I, if, if Russell Wilson is truly the sixth guy on the board in your fantasy draft, that's a fucking steal.
3: I have a, I have an interesting fantasy question for you. So I know Joe Leverett, what he's going to do. I know Tyler Locke and DK Metcalf are going to get theirs. Who is your handcuff to Chris Carson in this offense? Because he's going to get hurt. Is it Rashad Penny or Travis Homer?
2: I thought they cut Penny, or no? They just didn't do his. Uh, no, you
3: know, they they, they didn't pick up his fifth year. He's still there. They've he's done still everything. Hurt. They've done everything to signal to us. Well, the funny thing is Homer and Penny are both hurt right now. Uh, so maybe go all the way down to DJ Dallas, who I've never heard of. That's a sick name. Um, <laughs> he went I mean, to Miami. Nice. So Carson's gonna get hurt. I, I mean, I feel like you just skip over Penny because he's probably gonna get hurt too, and go Travis Homer.
4: No, I, hey, you gotta I, go Penny. I, I don't think you roster any of their backups. You just wait till Chris Carson gets hurt, and you make a bid and scramble. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't think that I don't think it's really worth holding them because you're. This isn't a guy that you can start in a week that Chris Carson is there. So I mean, the, I don't think I, I don't know how much value there's going to be there, even
3: uh, even if that's the case, because so here's like said my their issue. secondary is not going to be great. They're going to have to throw the ball. Chris Carson's going to be your RB one. Like when you take, so he's. I mean, you're not going to get him at an RB two. He's going to be your RB one. Mm. I I like to handcuff my RB one, no matter what. In fantasy, he could be an RB two. Depends on what you're, where you're picking at. I guess. I mean,
4: you're, I mean your wider receiving core would
3: be rough. Where, where do you have him at fantasy? Where do you have him? Uh, I, what's his I, overall I've, ranking? I've, I've seen a lot of times he goes on that turn, that round one turn. Either I, mean, I would the, not take him on that you, turn. Who, to eat? What's that? Carson. I've seen yeah. high. I've seen like RB six. Screams unicorn. The round one no turn. Way. No way. No way. No way. But he's a, he's, a, he's a
0: late second round
1: at best. I was
3: going to
0: say, you got the you got yeah. the turn
3: round turn yeah. wrong on the on it. I've, I've seen. I've seen it. I'm telling you. Maybe
0: non PPR, but no way in PPR. No way. He'll, he'll, he'll be he he'll be, okay. he'll be a early third round pick in fantasy.
4: Yeah, which is reasonable to me, and yeah, be that's there. an RB two most likely for sure.
0: I, I like him there. Yeah. Honestly, I like Chris yeah, Carson. I think he's sure. really talented, absolutely. for sure.
2: And there should be some points, but uh, six I and don't eleven. Think, I, I just don't. Six, don't I six, like, six and eleven like, is going to be the Seahawks this season, boys.
1: It's, it's, it's like
2: they're going six and eleven. Six and eleven. Six and 11
1: absolutely. Is he getting enough touches? I mean, I feel like everything in the end zone is just going to be Russ running it in
3: or going to DK. So um, that's a, that's another problem with like you look at Pete Carroll. Like he's come out and said. You look at this roster, and you're thinking, okay, they're going to throw the ball. They went out and got a tight end. They had two good receivers. DK Metcalf stretches the field better than anybody. But 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 um, P Carroll's like, no, we're going to run the ball. Like, and then we're going to run it again. Like he he wants to run the ball, yeah. or does he? Ooh. Which is an issue. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Yeah. DK but,
4: Metcalf though. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> P. Carroll's one of the flaws, in my opinion. DK Metcalf. So he's he's at number
0: six. Um, there's some interesting names ahead of him. Uh, DK Metcalf is one of the most intriguing talents in the league uh, he's so up and down though he he really is he's he's pretty boomer bust in a lot of ways Well, he's mostly boom
4: unless he's facing Jalen Ramsey
0: yeah true but he's ha- he had a couple games where he had single digits and that's unacceptable for wide receiver one in a lot of ways that can lose you multiple games uh, mm-hmm. but Calvin Ridley ahead of him no chance I'm taking Calvin Ridley over him I'm sorry um and i'm dude the, the whole stefan diggs debate like stefan diggs or dk i think it's more of a debate than people are putting on
1: i don't know i just don't like the the share that dk has with lockett diggs doesn't have that counterpart that's why i'd go diggs but they're I also not
2: going to give up 30 points a game in buffalo
0: you wouldn't even know lockett's name if he didn't play on Seattle, if 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 um if uh what's his tits from Buffalo uh whatever the fuck his name is. If, if, if he went to Beasley, if he went to Buffalo, he'd just replace Lockett if they lost But
3: Russ, Russ always has that guy. And they literally have it in their offense where it's scheduled. When Russ breaks the pocket, if you're the inside receiver, you're on this route. If you're the outside receiver, you're on this route. So he knows where to find him. It used to be Doug Baldwin. Now it's Lockett. I mean, there's always going to be that guy in that offense. Yep. And I mean, I don't think Doug Baldwin was anything no. compared to what he produced. Nope. You, you every wouldn't every even single know year, I thing. get burned by him. I'm like, I don't, I don't want him in fantasy. He's not good. My brain couldn't pull the trigger on him, and I, he always scored more guys, more points than the guy I took.
0: No, <laughs> D- D-K-, DK Metcalf is the first wide receiver Russell Wilson has ever had that that he's elevated by Russell Wilson, but he's also just as good as Russell Wilson is, and they're they're mm-hmm. a perfect pairing. DK Metcalf's only going to get better, folks. He's a he's a physical freak. He's a hard worker. He's a good person. I'm telling you, DK, DK Metcalf is is still on the rise in this league, and I see these guys ahead of him. I'm telling you, he there are more flawed personalities ahead of him, and Stephon Diggs is one of them. Like, ah, I, I'm telling you, I, I'd take him over Stephon for sure. All right, let's did, uh, m-
3: did Jalen not cover him all the time when they play the Rams? He mostly did, but uh, I don't, don't know. know if he did appear. I was like, I would, I would take this last face-off, this uh, playoff game, anybody, five catches for 96 and two touchdowns. I'd take that.
4: Anybody have Seattle winning the division? No, he, so there was like uh one of them was a broken route or something, oh. and I don't think he wasn't he wasn't the primary cover on on the other one.
3: Seattle's my third <laughs> team. I, I don't I, I, I don't okay. I'm saying I'm third.
0: All right, and and again though, so I'll just say it. I think all four of these teams are going to have a winning record,
4: and three of them will make the playoffs. That's how much I think of this division. Uh, agreed, uh, and I have the Seahawks making the playoffs. Me too. So, so, uh, so what, what is the line officially that you have on them? Uh, the line Ten. is nine and a half, I think. 10 I saw 10 everywhere I will I will take the I will take over on nine and a half
0: Seahawks is nine and nine and a half I'm
4: looking at it right now okay yeah so I'll take the over on that they're they're
1: negative money to make the playoffs so I mean they're they're favored to make the playoffs yeah I mean for sure
4: that yeah Um, okay so so moving on to mine and your division winner I believe Drew for sure the San Francisco 49ers Here's your uh, six and eleven team right here. T- 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 Tied, t- so yeah. Tied t- 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 with the Rams they, they at ten and go- a half,
0: by the way, by Vegas, who knows infinitely yep. more than Brandon, by the way.
4: Yeah, so they, they did go six and ten last year, but this year they hopefully will have less injury issues, and they have the easiest schedule in the NFL. The easiest, including a matchup with the Cincinnati Bengals as their extra game.
3: Here's my problem. My biggest issue with with this team is they have the worst quarterback in the division,
1: by far. Like it, it's 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 not close.
3: They have the right. two worst quarterbacks in the division. They they really might. Like <laughs> they really they they really might. So I, I just like it scares me how far this team can go on the back of Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I mean, we saw when he got hurt, like Nick Mullins looked at, came in and looked better. Uh, so Jimmy G's not the guy. Um, how far do you do you like these guys to win this tough of a division with no quarterback?
0: So let's be clear, when Jimmy Garoppolo made the Super Bowl, he was the worst quarterback in the division. Um he he will be the worst quarterback in the division still. Uh this is the best defense in the division. I th- I no, think by far. No. I think by far it is. It's not it's not even close if you look at these yeah. talents. Um oh. yes, the the Rams have good names at at multiple levels. The the 49ers have a far more complete defense than the Rams. It's not even close. Um, the get, stats
1: just don't to, back that up. I mean, look at the ranks last year. The,
4: the la-
0: you're you're going to go with last year when literally their entire roster was was not even on the field? That's, that's was a, was silly, fucking that's a Detroit, silly fucking argument. argument. Philadelphia,
4: Atlanta, and Seattle, and Houston. They get all those games. That's five wins right there. It, it, I don't know who... Like,
3: Ka- I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know who Kawan Williams or Jacquees Tart are. Nope. Quisting Tart's pretty good, actually. Okay. Um, yeah, he, he's, a, he's
4: a playmaker at safety. Uh, What's his injury?
2: Well, well, if you're looking at their defense, I think the, uh, it's clearly their, their secondary is a huge weak yeah. spot, but healthy up front. They are, as a whole unit, edge to edge, they could definitely be the most dominant up front. Obviously having Fred Warner uh, backing it, but the rest of the linebacking core is a little weak. Um it's going to be close. I still like the under. Um, weird things are going to happen. But, um, yeah, easy schedule. But I, 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 something about him I don't like. What I do like is Trey Sermon. And and I do like some of the pieces on offense. I think there's definitely potential. Um, uh, I'm a huge, huge fan of Jalen Hurd. I love that he converted. Um, you know, he's got some injury stuff. You know, I think they brought in Mohamed Sanu, which you have some veteran um, leadership sitting back there. Not not to make about a bunch of plays, but um, I really love Debo Samuel, and um, no one can really convince me. It just they it just had the weird pieces in the right places, I guess, to kind of make it work. But uh, a killer pass rush. That's a really weird. I love, here, I love their
4: offensive line. I love their offensive line, yes. and you know, Kyle Shanahan wants to run the ball. Um, I definitely think that there's going to be some. At least sprinkling of Trey Lance into the game plan at certain points. Um, maybe in red zone situations when they want to have an option to run the ball. Uh, I could see them working that in there just because he is that kind of a creative guy where he's going to do some weird stuff um, to try to get that on the field. But to me, the biggest difference is like, I think the Rams are a better team. But I think San Francisco's schedule is just that much easier. That uh, it, that's n- n- going to make the that's, that makes the, the biggest difference for me.
1: So here here's a difference that I don't think I don't think you're talking about enough as far as the schedule. Yes, they play the Eagles. Yes, they play the uh, Jaguars. Yes, they play the Cincinnati. But it's all one o'clock on Sunday. I mean, that is ten o'clock in the morning to play football. I don't they, care who you are. That's tough to do for an
4: offense. That's they've not had issues with it in what? the past several years. That's an they, odd take. It's not an odd take. Look, look at it on a gambling front. No, don't the want to the West, 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 Coast. West Coast going East Coast thing is a thing. But San Francisco sure. has not had but the the teams they're issues playing. with that recently. Yeah, they're playing, they're playing some of the easiest you, you teams. You mentioned the, the Eagles.
0: I mean, literally the Eagles yeah. could be the worst roster in the NFL. Um, um, the
4: Bengals are beating them. The Bengals are beating the 49ers. This is
1: a— this is,
2: this is How
4: an, much money you want
0: to
1: put on
4: that right I, now?
1: You lost <laughs> me there, pal. <laughs> this, this
0: is an insanely complete, complete team. All around this they return almost their entire defense that they that carried them kicking and screaming to the to the uh, Super Bowl and I think their offense has only improved since the Super Bowl roster. So I, I don't I don't see what people aren't seeing in this team. Uh, George Kittle, hot take, not even a hot take. George Kittle will be the number one tight end in fantasy this year. Um, they're they're going to just absolutely feed him the ball. The ball. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is an up and coming star in this league. Uh, Debo, Debo Samuel is 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 going to inherit all the uh, potential that people saw in him his first year. And he kind of lost last year because of injuries. This team was decimated last year by injuries and they were still ultra competitive. This is a fucking team that laid out new England in new England last year. Um, They, they, they are still an absolutely incredible roster. Uh, They're, they're still the same team that went to the super bowl. Uh, And I, I think uh, Jimmy Garoppolo starts the entire year. I think he's average, as he's always been, and they win a lot of
1: games. He's below average. I, I think their wide receiver core, I like it, but it's similar to the Steelers. They don't have a number one. Yeah, right? like, yeah J- Juju, Claypool, and Deontay are all great number twos. Uh, Debo, Ayuk, and Hurd are all great number twos. They don't have a number one. and that's Kittle's the an number issue. one. Kittle's the number one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean... I don't know. You know what, I, you know, I, I, you know what I, this wide receiver core
0: is built exactly like the Kansas City Chiefs, and and they're no. they're, they're gonna yeah it is one hundred percent. How is it not? They 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 have George Kittle, the arguably the best tight end in the league, talent wise
1: number one. Ayuk and Debo are not Tyree, not even in the same sentence. I no, but you're, you're so wrong about players. Ayuk,
0: and I can't can't wait to for you to see that. Ay- Ayuk is yeah. a really really good player.
1: I like Ayuk. He's just not a number one. I mean, I like Ayuk. Like I like Deontay Johnson. I like Ayuk. Like I like Juju Smith Schuster. I like them. but He's good. So we're
0: he, we're agreeing. I don't think Kansas City is a number one. I think Tyreek Hill is is a is a good slot receiver on any other team. They don't have it. Who is Kansas City's number one? Is it Tyreek Hill? Is it not Tyreek? Yeah. I mean, he, Cheetah is a weapon. Cheetah's an absolute weapon. He's, yeah. I don't care who he's on. He he's a slot receiver. Who who he's a really really good slot receiver.
2: He's a weapon. Just ask all the children around him. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Wow. Yep.
4: Um, and with that, but,
3: now do you, have it, do you have any concerns? I mean, what, what's to say they don't deal with the same kind of injury problems they did last year? What? I mean, I see, mean injuries are have, completely we have, random. That's... We have an entire wide receiver room coming off leg injuries. It's... Do they start slow? Do, if again, for, no. for me, if they,
2: if they if they stay away from injuries, it's ground and pound. Let your defense win and don't make mistakes. Honestly, Jimmy G reminds me of Kirk. Man. Uh, if, if he's just out there not overthinking it, like not worried about making turnovers, he can make some plays. But when you start letting too many things get into your head for whatever, whatever it is, and then you're just too uh, cautious out there, then you start doing dumb shit. I, I just, I love that.
0: I look at over this defense, they have the best middle linebacker in the league. Uh, they have arguably uh, one of the best edge rushers in the league, Nick Bosa, who's historically good his rookie year. This team's going to be. This team's going to be really good, and, and it's all on Jimmy Garoppolo just to not fuck it up, speaking yeah. of Kirk Cousins.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and I, I think they're, they're running back depths. I, I don't like it as much as I have in years past either. What? Um, I just uh, – I don't like Ohio State running back. Is that tragic? Like, I don't <laughs> – I mean, yeah, they they've, performed, they've, over there. They've, they've, they've performed so well at the NFL level. Mostert um, is
0: really good when he plays, though. That's
3: is. Carlos Hyde has Carlos Hyde has been really sure, productive. But that last part, all. I I don't see him on this roster. Is he on the roster? No, but hmm. I mean he's an Ohio State running back who's who's oh, f- oh, oh, oh. played out pretty well. Yeah. Uh, I I love Mostert when he's healthy, but he hasn't he does hasn't shown the ability to stay healthy.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah. They, they just mean, have so many I'd guys.
3: You know? I mean he's a, he's a, he's but over still, 5 yards a carry. Dude,
4: I love Mostert. Jeff Wilson is still on this team and he's been he was productive for them last year. Didn't like, he like he had some injury?
3: He had some pretty they, bad they, will
4: figure, they will figure out the running back situation. It might just
3: be that That's, like, I'm, I'm staring down the barrel at Wayne Gallman and I just fucking <laughs> think that that dude is not an NFL running back.
0: Dude, I mean, they again, they made the Super Bowl with Mostert. Um, if Trey Sermon can stay healthy, I'm telling you that the thing you guys are missing is how good this team is in the trenches and the, the trenches are what win games. This team is yep. dominant in the trenches. They have such a good offensive line. They have such a good defensive line. They have such good edge rushers. This team is going to be fucking good. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm, so, head to head, yeah. so head
3: to head, you like them to you, you like them against the Rams.
0: So if you look historically, yes, fucking the 49ers dominate the Rams last couple of years the, they're the only team that can are, really beat the Rams be in this games. division they're yeah. like the only team okay, that can yeah, beat the Rams much. in this division
2: but, this whole,
4: oh, yeah. this I think team. the Rams might be a better team but I think the 49ers win the division I I just don't, I think, I just don't think, think any
3: easier. I just don't think any team in this division got better at a specific position than the Rams did at quarterback
0: Dude, I'm not telling you I don't love the Rams I love I, I love the Rams but um you just got to consider the fact that uh the 49ers uh wait Sorry, this is the wrong year. Uh,
2: I think we do have to respect McGlinchey's uh, uh, face mask. The bars I'm pretty, right between the eyes.
3: I am surprised that, that that San Francisco even has a backup fullback on their roster. Yeah, I am looking at their depth chart right now, and that was one of the things that stuck out to me. That and the fact that Samson Echo Bomb is both the second and third string left defensive end.
0: Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> by the way, by the way, you you guys are so high in the Rams, um, the forty, and so so down on the 49ers, The 49ers beat the Rams twice last year with I'm no, not
3: I, I'm not down with, on with nobody with nobody I'm not down on the 49ers I just think I mean we're here doing a review you have to separate two teams somehow I, I just like the Rams a little, little bit better for sure I this is this is my number two team I think I think Seattle second I don't think they make the playoffs it's,
0: it's bizarre to me how much um uh, in their head-to-head matchups, um, McCarthy has outcoached McVeigh. It's actually kind of intriguing. Um, and I'm, I'm in the I'm in the uh, Rams 49ers. Reddit, uh, it. it brings him a lot of angst. Uh, so they are four 0 in the last four competitions against the Rams. That's pretty interesting. Yes, yeah. I,
2: I'm, yep. I'm still not that as high on McVay as like a couple of you guys are. It's I, I about I, Shanahan. I, well, yeah, well, I yeah. yeah, no, you are, but we're talking about uh McVay being out coached. I'm not as super high on him, so I could, I could see him being out coached by Shanahan, but obviously he's choked in some uh some pretty big situations himself, both against Belichick
0: <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I just I, I'm telling you, I've been on the trenches, and and obviously the. The Rams have the defensive trenches. They don't have the offensive trenches, and that worries me. Yeah,
2: yeah. no, I, I, I agree. San Francisco is <coughs> staying healthy. They, they have the right pieces because if you are going to be weak um, in secondary, you better be damn strong in the trenches, which they are, so you, you can yeah. compensate there.
0: Right. Just just pull up the depth chart of the 49ers and tell me you don't like what you see. That that's all I'm saying. Oh,
2: I, I I've been looking. I love I love their that's offensive good. line. I love their defensive line. Yeah. They're, they're they're stacked on both ends. It's good. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Their secondary is weak, but your defensive up front, they're they're insane all around with depth, so they can stay fresh. And then I'll just say so one what, more
0: thing. My all my predictions about the 49ers are just with Garoppolo playing. Let's say that I'm completely wrong about Trey Lance and he does come in and provide this weird spark. That's another interesting thing you have to take. Dude, people are loving what they're seeing about a at a Trey Lance at a camp like he's got a Gun a, of an arm, um, he he really does look the part on the field, and and everybody looks the part right in minicamp and everything.
3: Mm-hmm. But, everybody uh, looks good against air for sure. He, he, <laughs> he he's fighting
0: against air, but it, it is it's interesting. But he, he's getting kind of the uh, press that uh, Fields is getting, and it, what if he could come in at like week twelve when Garoppolo starts to fall apart and just provide that little extra spark? I'm I'm
3: just a little bit curious about it, and
0: trust Hi, me, I don't believe him.
3: I try my hardest to not judge a quarterback until like year three, because there's been too many RG3s, Vince Youngs, like yeah. guys that hit that first year really hard. Um, I I try not to judge those guys
0: for sure. And and yeah. um you know, uh, Brandon judging this wide receiving core so harshly. I I'm sorry, it's such a miss. Can I you continue-
3: I get what he's saying. I mean, I don't think Richie James is anything special. They, they they have like a it's like a weird amalgamation of like really talented guys. I think they have two really good players at the at the front of it, and
4: then the rest is a lot of question marks. In but the, my thing
3: board. is like who so who's the slot?
4: I'd yeah. say Samuel, right?
0: He's he's kind of like the utility guy, guy is you're gonna jump off to a little bit. I don't know. I think I yes. think I I think I you can, can be a true
3: number one. I do. Heard has to play outside, obviously, with his his you know frame. But I just it's kind of a weird it's kind of a weird group of guys. Honestly,
2: Uh, uh, Trey Lance could like play insane football, but as long as he keeps that balding ass Trey Young hairstyle, I can't take him serious. I'm gonna hate him, even if he is an all pro. Like I can't stand it. (laughs) Trey Lance, yeah, Trey (laughs) Lance just looked. He looks like a big athletic Trey Young. Trae Young, oh. it, it made the all-star game. I just, I, I hate that the look just throws me off. So, shave it, so shave
4: it. what about some fantasy stuff here? Uh, what, are, what are some fantasy points that you're interested in here in the, this 49ers team?
0: George Kittle is going to uh, catch. He, he's going to catch 100 balls this year, and he's going to go for 130 or, or 1,300 yards. Um, obviously, this is without him not getting hurt, and he's been getting hurt quite a bit you know, as of recent, but uh again, I'm with JC in that if, if you're counting injuries and that's the thing about the 49ers, like counting their previous year injuries, you can't, you can't do that. Uh, they, they had an unfortunate year last year. I think he's going to be the number one tight end in fantasy this year.
3: Yeah. What else? How, how early do you take a guy like that? I think that's always sec- to me is a hard thing is like, if you got it, those first two guys are so hard because you have to like time them up
4: early, They're second round into the yeah. second Early early third is where he's going to be going. I, yeah. I think it's. I think the tight end. It's kind of a three. There's three players in that top tier, and then there's a big gap. Um, you know, Kelsey. I think comes back. to I don't. The I don't feel bit.
3: comfortable putting Waller in that top tier. Just in terms of production, I, I think he's. I think he belongs right there. I think. I mean, it gets you know convoluted. By, I think it's very clear a top two, then Waller by himself, and then you start getting back down into the pack. I just. I don't because I. I would take Kelsey in the. Depending on what I hit in the first round, in the late second round, th- third round, I don't take Waller before the fifth. Like, there's no way.
0: Well, well, let me put it this way: I think Kelsey's being overdrafted this year, and I think Kittle is being underrated. So I, th- I, th- I think Kelsey, dude, Kelsey's reaching that age where he's going to start tailing off. Um, he's definitely going to regress from last year. Uh, and so when I look at guys like Kelsey and I look at Kittle, I'm betting on Kittle all the way. Kittle is is not even hit his prime yet. Uh, he, this is a guy that has so many good years ahead of him. He's such an interesting personality, and this isn't just because he commented on our post.
3: Oh, yeah, I forgot about that.
0: <laughs> uh, dude, that made
4: my um, year. What else? Where, where where are the running backs going? Where do they belong here? Uh, Mostert's still interesting. If and I mean, you know he's going to get plenty of work, but where does Trey Sermon go off the board? What about Garoppolo? Is he a guy that you're willing to take as a super late backup? Or Trey Lance... As a flyer, because like we saw what happened with Justin Herbert, where it's like you didn't really necessarily believe in Justin Herbert. Uh, uh, Doctor punctures, uh, uh, what's his name's uh, Tyrod Taylor's long, and all of a sudden Justin Herbert's the real deal. Like, could we see a similar effect happen with Trey Lance? Like, well, I can if promise you, if anybody you, can coach up a quarterback, it's Kyle Shanahan.
3: In a keeper format, like like one of our leagues, there will never ever be another occurrence of a first round draft pick quarterback not getting taken in the fifteenth round by me you're dumb to not take a lot of ticket on the fact that something happens. This guy becomes a starter. Now you just got a starting quarterback in the 13th.
0: Trust they me. That. They won't. None of these guys are going to last till the 13th. Everyone's learning their lessons there.
3: Yeah. People are going to so, be taking all their flyers there for sure. So they'll, they'll be, they'll be rostered. But I mean, honestly, this is see this to me is the opposite of the Seahawks. The Seahawks is like, I don't even want to handcuff my starter in this backfield. I'll take a late rounder on one of these lotto tickets, knowing that most are could go down and like, this is this is an offense where any one of those guys, besides Wayne Gallman, who fucking sucks, steps in and like I want to play that guy. Like I'll take I'll take Trey Sermon. I'll take Jeff Wilson Jr. Like, you can get a week. You can get a good week or two out of Wayne Gallman. I um, hate him so much. He runs so head.
2: Yeah, I hate Gallman too. But I definitely got a round sitting in my head of where I want to. Take Trey, and I'll probably end up getting him like two rounds quick uh, sooner than that because I'm I'm really big on him this year. I'm, I'm hunting for. We've him. seen mm-hmm.
0: when when Mostert when Mostert is healthy, he's he's dynamic and he's explosive, he's and more more importantly, Shanahan absolutely loves him. Um, he's sandwiched between some really interesting guys, right? So he's right behind, he's right in the middle in fantasy pros uh, PPR rank rankings between uh, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Uh, I'm I'm taking Gordon over him just because I think Gordon's going to have a really good year. But I'm definitely taking him over Javante Williams. I'm definitely taking him over James Robinson. I'm definitely taking him over James Harrison from New England. If we if we truly have him at 28. That means that fantasy is considering him a running back three. And if he can stay healthy, this is a upper end RB two when he's healthy an upper end RB two. So he's a guy that you can scoop as your RB three. You know, if if, if you're playing the strategy where you're just scooping a bunch of running backs early on, if he's your RB three, you play him comfortably as a flex going going through many, many of the early weeks.
3: I just worry that they try to proactively mitigate the injury concerns and they put these guys in a big rotation.
4: It could. But the thing, about, the thing about him is that he's so explosive that he really needs one seam and he can make one run. And that's, you know, all right, good. I'm good for the week. I'll, I'll, all I need was one run out of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, obviously, you want the volume when you can get it. But as a third running back, I will take my shot on a guy that has super high upside like that. He's yeah, I think tight.
2: it was uh, opening opening day. Uh, we opening uh, week of the season and week two. at 80 yard. Tie, I think it had three touchdowns all season. All were 80 yards and nothing else. Yeah. Yep. He, he caught
4: a one yard. He caught a one yard swing pass and took it to the house.
0: Yeah. And we've never seen an injury curse quite yeah. like this team last year. Uh, their yeah, offensive line was decimated. Their entire team was just decimated, and they're they're still scraping out wins through it all. They beat the fucking and, Rams, who everybody loved last year,
4: twice. Every game was close too. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. If they don't beat the Rams twice, the Rams are competing for the number one spot. Like we're, we're talking about a completely different NFL, but that Kyle Shanahan has Sean McVay's numbers. So as much as we talk, you know, this, and, and, and we didn't even mention this. Um, we got to talk just really quickly. How funny is this division where you got Sean McVay, Cliff Kingsbury, uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan, Kyle, and then old man old fucking man. River up in Seattle, fucking seventy year old. Is he? He must be older than that. He's, he's at least seventy. He's older
2: than that. No, I think he's oh. seventy. So, so basically, he's almost as old as all three of them combined. Got it? Exactly. Got it. Yeah, that's
3: awesome. He's, he uh, is he's seventy-eight, right? He turns seventy um, in September. Okay, so, yeah. yeah, he's, he's sixty-nine right now. Nice, nice number. There
0: we go. Should have won the Super Bowl it's Last year. year, it's bitch. his year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're shutting this down. Any, any other, any other statements about the uh, um, this on a fantasy perspective? Uh, oh, I, I have, I have a statement uh, just randomly. I think this is going to be one of the best fantasy defenses in the NFL. We don't talk about a lot of, you know, this, this is a defense that's just going to come at the quarterback. They're gonna blitz the shit out of this team. Uh, I do worry a little bit about the loss of um uh their Sherman another four no, year defensive coordinator. Um
4: oh Robert Salah I, I
0: do I worry about the, the loss of Salah. Um and so that that's the biggest loss for the 49ers for me is they lose two pretty key coordinators uh with the Salah departure but um I, I just truly believe that Kyle Shanahan is the real deal. I think he's seen some really bad luck. Um, and despite all the shitty moves they made this off season, it's not going to affect their current season. So I think they're all in for this year. And if Trey Lance does in fact pan out, my God, this team could truly go the limits. All right, fellas, let's shut this thing down from all of us here at the sports movie podcast. Uh, this was Kingsbury Cox, Newman, Marcus, Derek, and Brandon signing off. Have a great night.